Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio, it's time for Family Business Radio. Showcasing outstanding family businesses and the advisors who assist them. Good afternoon. You're listening to an episode of Family Business Radio. I'm your host, Anthony Chen. Today, we have two great guests uh, joining us today in terms of conversation of family businesses. To kind of kickstart the show, we have Olivia and Carmen Amiet from Infinite Energy Advisors. Welcome to the show. Thank, thank you, you for having us. Yeah, thank great. you. We're happy to be here. Great. So kind of share with us uh, your origin story. What got you started to create a solar panel and energy company? <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Um, so I have uh, quite a decorated background in terms of education. Um, started off really my college career, of course, and finished it at Georgia Tech. Um, my major was computer science, but at Georgia Tech, I had a lot of different jobs. So um, my mom, who's also here, Carmen, um, she really emphasized to my sister and I a real value for education. You know, her background as an immigrant, um, you know, as, as the daughter of an immigrant, um, we really knew that from the start, we would be paying for our own education um, when it came to college. So she made that initial investment, kind of emphasized to us the importance of being able to be independent and, you know, do our own thing. So during my years at Georgia Tech, I ended up having three full-time jobs um, in addition to some scholarships to help kind of pay for everything. Luckily, did not have to take any student loans, which is great. I'm very proud of that. Um, but one of the jobs that I had while I was on campus centered a lot around facilitation for undergraduate student research projects. And it just so happened that Georgia Tech has a massive solar energy research facility and sustainability and energy um, alternatives to the current grid was something that a lot of the students were really passionate about and interested in learning about, especially in their first years. So that's kind of the birth of where, you know, the idea popped into my brain because, you know, Georgia, we don't really hear a lot about solar energy or renewable energy. Not yet. Right. Mm -hmm. So after that, um, you know, I was also a caretaker for my grandfather. He was my best friend. And when I graduated, I was fortunate enough to have a couple different job offers. But all of those job offers would require me to be in an office or in a warehouse setting from nine to five. And I knew he needed me during those nine to five hours. So I was kind of faced with the dilemma of, okay, do I pursue a career that I've been training for, right, for the past three, four years of my life? Or do I kind of follow my heart, stay where he's at and figure something out? So he was really the main motivator behind me starting my own company. And I just thought about it. I was praying about it. And one day I was like, you know, what if I started a solar energy company? See where it goes from there. I can work. I can develop it right by his side. Um, he was a, a good nerd himself. So he had a lot of experience with like electrical type things. Um, and surprisingly enough, even though he was 90 years old, he knew a lot about solar. So that was a way of us bonding, way of us spending time together. So I grew up by his side. And really now that he's passed away, he passed away last year. Um, but now that he's passed away, it's a way of me kind of still living my life alongside him and continuing his legacy. Well, thank you for sharing the story. So yeah. kind of get, getting a, a little insight from the parent or the mother's mm -hmm. perspective. Yes. Carmen, uh, well, how, 
for our listeners that are parents and they're wondering, okay, how do I get my kid to become like Olivia? <laughs> so what, what is amazing. what is your ingredient? Like, what's your what, what's your secret? She's so amazing. I could spend the entire time speaking about how proud I am of her. <laughs> She's a multitasker. Um, I watched her and I saw how she, you know, took care of my father, had done her homework. Uh, worked the three jobs and just kept her head up and, you know, no partying, no enjoying outside. She, her enjoyment was succeeding, doing those things. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, you know, she's an exception to the rule. And uh, she had this vision, I think, alongside with my father, you know, again, being an immigrant, they're all about saving money because of the background of where they came from and everything. Oh, it's so expensive. You know, prices are going up. Things are, you know, getting worse in terms of, you know, cost with electrical bills and whatnot. And she had a passion with seeing how my father would save, 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 you know, I'm an army brat. So I, I was able to see a little bit of that, you know, you got to save this for a rainy day. You got to do this. And then she just sat back and she said, you know what, instead of following the norm of going into the corporate world and getting the nine to five job, she said, you know, let me think outside the box. And she's always been one that did that. And I'll, I'll bring you back to a funny story that I think oh, was goodness. amazing. This is a childhood one. I'd love to brag about this. All the kids during the Easter egg hunt oh my gravitate gosh. towards where they think the eggs are scattered all around the field. Mm -hmm. Are you marked? Get set, go. Here they go. They go. They're, they take their mark. They go this way. About 20 of the kids go there. Olivia goes this way. She comes back with a big, you know, what, about two dozen eggs while the other kids had one or two or three. And I thought, this is a girl that was going to go get something. She's a leader. I and took here the road less traveled. She by. did. But you know what? Here it is. She's taking that road again. There's not very many, you know, female um, minorities that go into the solar industry. And in the amount of time that she's already started, I've seen the success and I, I see the passion she has and I, I'm following it and I'm a part of it. And it's wonderful. It's a blessing to be able to say, that's my daughter, you know, so I'll, I'll let her take over and explore a little bit more about what she does. Yeah. Yeah. I think really, you know, to kind of highlight what my parents do. So my mom, Carmen serves as like our customer um, success or customer relations, um, you know, manager. Mm -hmm. So anytime a customer has a question about something like our process or something like that, they know who to go to. Um, my dad helps a lot with the installations. So he's kind of the installation manager. He helps talk to our crews and kind of ensure that everything goes the right way. And I remember, you know, kind of going on the idea of my parents instilling that sense of independence and, you know, make your own way, kind of the whole um, theme of our family, you know, with the immigrant background. Um, when I wanted to start this business and just say, hey, you know, do you think it would be a good idea for me to just stay at home for a little longer? Um, you know, I knew that they were supportive, but I, I definitely expected to get grilled with questions of, okay, why do you think this is a good idea? What's your plan? And I was, um, and that was full of love. And to this day, I still really appreciate that. I'm still at home, which is nice for multiple different reasons. Um, you know, over dinner, we talk about work. Over breakfast, we talk about work. <laughs> and a lot gets done, right? You're all in the same spot. Sure. And, you know, with us having lower operational expenses, we can pass the savings on to our clients. So it was really fantastic of them to be supportive in that way. And I think, you know, from a 
parenting point of view, I'm not a parent, but from my experience, right, of receiving the parenting, um, they've always made it clear that they would support us in any way possible as long as we had a good plan and we had the passion for it. So I think that's the key. Absolutely. Yeah. And we see it blossoming every day. So I guess kind of a quick shout out to John, who's currently out there <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing some kind of installation. <laughs> yes. And if you don't mind us also sharing, giving a shout out to your grandfather, or your grandfather's name is? His name is Gonzalo. Gonzalo. Yep. And he's yes. watching from above. So yes, mm. he sure he's, is. He's making it happen. Oh, yeah. I, I like to say all the time, like when something crazy good happens, I'm like, he did it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, the mother's in the family are very strong, very strong people. And I would have to say, you know, without my mom and her support, you know, she facilitated a lot of our upbringing and how our train of thought is and, Mm -hmm. and the values and whatnot that we carry. And I think it just kind of, it kind of just went generation to generation. It trickles down. It does. And especially, you know, with me being a female in this industry, it's very male dominated. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, off the top of my head, I'm the only, you know, female EPC is what we call ourselves, um, you know, because we do the full service solar spectrum yeah. um, of services. Um, really, I would say 99% of that was because a lot of my life I was able to see very strong women. It started with my, both of my grandmothers, um, my dad's mom, her name is Margaret. She's fantastic. She was a single mom. She worked her tail off every single day, five kids. Um, I mean, you name it, She's done it. She's like the strongest person ever. Similarly, my mom's mom, um, her name is Trong. She's an immigrant from Vietnam. My grandparents met in the Vietnam War, actually. Um, She was working um, from the American side on the uh, mess hall, I think is what you call it. Yes. And um, she thought my grandfather was very cute, gave him an extra (laughs) scoop of ice cream, and the rest is history. Um, So that's a pretty interesting story that I love telling. I will never stop telling that story. Um, But that kind of shows when she wants something, she goes to get it and she is not fearful, not timid, not shy. I mean, she is very a hard worker. Very yes, hard worker. absolutely. So I kind of have a lot of that, you know, inspiration there. My mom is the same way. Um, of course, being a graduate of UGA, she got a really wonderful education, started her kind of family trajectory on being the first college educated person in the family. So I saw a lot of these female, um, I guess, models that really shaped the, my thought process of saying, why not me? And that, that really helps a lot. That's true. And I always told my children, if you want to pursue something, do it. Mm-hmm. It's never a fail. If you do it and it doesn't turn out, you learn something and you move on. But if you don't do it, you'll never know. Mm-hmm. So I never, I never see anything as a failure. Try it. Yes. And you'll know if you're good at it. It's your career. And if not, find another thing that you'd like to do. Mm -hmm. It's always a learning experience. And this right here, I think she found her niche. (laughs) Certainly. Now, you mentioned something about being the only EPC. What what does that acronym mean? Um, So I think it's like engineering, procuring, and contracting, I think. Um, I don't know the official full acronym. Mm. Um, But really what that means is we do all of our sales. We do our designs. We do our installations. I mean, everything for the actual project we do ourselves. Um, We pride ourselves also on kind of angling ourselves in the market to being a solar supplier. So we get a lot of calls about saying like, hey, you know, I just made this new carport. I'm thinking about putting solar panels on it so that I can, I don't know, charge my EV. And we're like, 
okay, sure. That sounds good. Um, we get a lot of RVs, a lot of buses that they're wanting to convert into like solarized vehicles that, you know, they just run. Um, so that's really fantastic to be able to service that community as well. Um, you know, we like to say we're not selfish. We don't want all of the installation work, right? We'll, we'll have you do it yourself if that's something you want to do. Um, and those are always the really, really interesting projects is people saying, Hey, I had this crazy idea at like three in the morning. Can you help me? And we're like, sure. (laughs) So it's been great. So kind of share, so you mentioned all these different kinds of projects, uh, as a layperson kind of listening in uh, our immediate assumption when we're thinking about solar panels is either large solar farms or a couple panels on a residential roof. Share with us a little bit more of beyond just those two stereotypes because you yes. touch a little bit about the busing and, and, and kind of having some kind of uh, infrastructure to charge one's EVs. What other things can solar panels or a business like yours do? Absolutely. So that's kind of a broad question, right? Because <laughs> we can do so many things, but that's that's a good thing is that there are so many different options. There's never a one size fits all. And that's the reason why we do everything that we possibly can in terms of sales and designs in-house, because there's never going to be something that we can just replicate from person to person. So, you know, my house has different energy needs than your house does and so on and so forth. So we customize that to what the customer wants. So, of course, we do have the run of the mill. Hey, I want to, you know, offset my energy bill. I want to save it. I want to go off grid even. We've had projects where people are like, take me off the grid completely. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting part, um, you know, of our business. It's probably the bulk of it, to be honest. Um, solar farms, like you mentioned, are also absolutely fantastic. Um, we recently took a trip down to Florida and um, saw a huge solar field at Disney. They have one that's um, in the shape of a Mickey Mouse, which is really <laughs> cool. Um, so I loved being able to see that. But more interestingly, I guess you could say, there's the buses. Um, we've heard of one of our clients who wanted so badly to have the most unique schoolie is what he called it on the planet. And I truly think that he achieved that. Um, It was an old school bus and he converted it into like his living quarters. And he said, I want to travel the world and I want this thing to run on vegetable oil. And I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. So his plan was to um, just go around, play some instruments, play at, you know, his music at different clubs, nightclubs, whatever it may be, get money through that purchase the restaurant or the club or bar, whatever's old vegetable oil and use that to power his, his vehicle. And then he wanted to have things like a microwave run on solar that he would put on top of the roof. And we can proudly say that we helped him do that. So, (laughs) you know, we always have those interesting types of projects, um, a a newer uh, aspect of the market that we're really looking into doing. Um, We are really passionate about helping support farmers, anything local, you know, our company is based on sustainability. So we like to support local. We like to do the reduce, reuse, recycle, anything, you know, that we can do to support farmers and agricultural kind of landscapes um, is really what we like to do. And so there's been a new push and a new incentive that has been rolled out by the federal government that kind of allows for farmers to get more of a buyback, um, more of an ROI, if you will, on investing in solar panels. And so one of the things that we've seen is the rise of agrivoltaics, which is essentially just farmers, even if you're like a cattle farmer, you can have these solar panels mounted on your ground high enough to where, you know, your cows can still hang out underneath the panels um, undisturbed. 
And that allows farmers to not only use that land to feed their livestock and their cattle, but also to use that land to create energy to keep things like the fans running for the animals or energy even back to their barns. So kind of a two for one special. And that's something that we really enjoy seeing. And it's it's been new. Oh, okay. I mean, it's kind of a, a low hanging fruit, but, but now that you're bringing this up, I'm for, for a lot of these farmers, especially with livestock, with barns, or even now uh, for our listeners uh, listening in, this is like August of 2023, <laughs> right. and, and there's the temperature of hot and hotter. Yes. So I imagine yes. they would probably appreciate that. So oh, yeah. touching on this whole solar agribusiness, I mean, what, what's kind of reception for, for, from the farmers? Oh, goodness. They love it. Um, We've been able to uh, have really great partnerships, even with other companies who focus only on farmers. So it's such a a leading market and there's different grants, funding, tax credits um, that can literally get solar um, on a farmer's property for pennies on the dollar. Um, So really, you know, that's a really major aspect of what we want to do in supporting that. So the reception, especially coming from just a dollars and cents perspective, has been really, really wonderful um, from the farmers. I mean, you talk money, you talk saving money and you show them, hey, you can get this for pennies on the dollar. Who's going to say no, right? Mm -hmm. So kind of share with us, what is it that makes Infinite Energy Advisors so much more unique from all the other solar panel companies out there? Yes, yes. So it has been an interesting kind of trend to note that there are a lot of solar companies starting to pop They're up in Georgia. Up. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Um, you know, we have run-of-the-mill companies that are, are nationwide that oftentimes our clients are like, well, you know, we got a quote from this company. I always tell any client that I interact with, I don't want to be the only quote that you see. I want you to get at least two more. And the reason why is I want them to make the decision themselves of quality, expertise, personability, things like that. So to kind of answer your question, I think a lot of these larger companies, in my experience in the industry, I've seen them kind of come up with more so like a package deal, you know, only one solar panel offered, only one inverter offered. Um, different components. A lot of the clients don't necessarily know what brand racking they're going to be using. Things like that. There's not a lot of transparency. And what we were founded on was complete and true transparency in every step of the way. And so that being one of our values, we have a list of solar panels that our customers can choose from, a list of inverters, a list of racking, and of course, different system configurations. And without kind of getting into too many details, you know, we really provide our main advice, but we tell our clients, hey, if you want a more premium option, go with the premium panel. If you want a more, you know, cost-effective option, we can go with this brand. So we we guide them on the configuration tailored to their specific home or their farm or whatever their business might be. So that level of, um, I guess, personalizing their system is really what we bring forth to the table. Another thing that I think a lot of solar companies kind of miss is that aftercare of the system. So of course, um, you know, they'll kind of be supportive, whatever the case may be. When the installation happens, it's like, okay, we're done. And so, you know, knowing that there's the warranty in place they really only call if there's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. Or nine times out of 10, the customer has to call them if there's a problem. We monitor everything in-house. So we'll take, um, whether it be monthly or, you know, three, four times a year, um, whatever frequency it might be, we look into the system for our clients and we say, hey, this is working at its optimal performance. It's on track for a great performance for the rest of the system's life. Or we'll say, hey, I think we need to come out. Are you free Tuesday? You know, so we, we have that very much in-depth 
kind of following our customers all the way throughout um, the the project's lifetime. So you kind of gain a friend and a family member when we gain a customer. It it seems to be kind of Olivia's motto is once, once they're a customer, they become family. Mm -hmm. So we, we kind of get to know them, get to know, you know, their usage and whatnot. And she monitors that religiously. Yeah. I think that gives you, you know, a personal approach with them and she Mm -hmm. follows them, they follow her and it becomes a long time friendship with them. (laughs) That's true. And really to date, um, I think something that's, that I'm pretty proud of myself is all of our, our customers have been on a referral basis. So we, we end up knowing them very personally and they're, they're satisfied with the whole, you know, system that they're getting the ROI, everything. And then they, they know and trust us enough to say, Hey, my lifelong friend, I'm going to tell them to go to you. And that's kind of putting a lot on the line. Right. So I really appreciate when we do, you know, have those really personal connections with people and, you know, it's good for business too. So I say it's the right thing to do. Um, but it also comes back to you. It really does. And she, she allows the customer to be a part of the process, the entire, you know, a to Z from beginning to end. And they feel like they're, they're gaining knowledge of mm-hmm. what they're purchasing. And there's never a moment of pressure. She, she leaves it all up to them. It's like she's educating them in, in the renewable energy industry mm-hmm. and they feel so comfortable and, and very trusting of the product that they're about to receive and the quality that they're, they're getting from her. And I think it's a win-win for both. Absolutely. Yeah, so kind of segueing back to you, Carmen, uh, since you're, we kind of introduced you as kind of the, the face or the customer service side of things. And Olivia, you mentioned about having some kind of almost like a quarterly or even like a semi-annual review in terms of their system. Kind of share with us on your perspective. Yeah, what is that absolutely. like? We, you know, we, we take the time to call and reach out to them. You know, as soon as they have their system in place, we give them time to enjoy it for a little bit. Mm. And then we touch base with them and say, so how, how did you like the experience? What What is your take on on all of this? And, and we never, till Till this date, I haven't had a negative contact with any of these customers. Knock on wood, yes, let's knock. <laughs> and so, I mean, it all you know goes goes back to the way she treats them. And it's it's funny because as a mother, I always blow up my daughter, and it's amazing <laughs> to hear someone else do it. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, the first thing they say is, "Your daughter is absolutely knowledgeable. Where did she get this from? How did she go about doing this? Did she really do this on her own? So it it always, like I mentioned earlier, it becomes personal. We start, you know, talking about, oh yeah, the business is good. You're you're happy with your system. And then it goes off to talking about this child. (laughs) So uh, all the experiences that we've had thus far with the clients are 100% positive. And again, you know, it comes back to her. And so when we talk to them, we always inquire, how do you like the system? Is there anything we can do to improve? what you have and everything's been positive so far so we're we're kind of blessed on that aspect absolutely yeah and kind of coming in from from a very peripheral experience (laughs) or or let's call it the maybe just a very tiny tip of the iceberg on the solar panel side of things because i did a lot of nerding out in in terms of youtube and there's all these kind of inverters and systems but it's nice to know that the additional service that you provide is that you keep track of whether or not the system is delivering mm-hmm. what Absolutely. it's stated, because there's a lot of these reviews from these, I guess you call them solar panel or 
hobbyists per se. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they would do all these product tests, and they would have these machinery talking about, okay, here is this is generating X Y Z when I'm supposed to be ex- expecting right. A. Yep. So kind of share with a little value add to the listener that's kind of shy or just. Mm-hmm. Very new in the solar panel world. Like, what does that look like? Um, in terms of like the the volume and how long the system lasts. The, you mean? That and also how you kind of keep track and keep the client informed as to okay, Perfect. this is supposed to be performing A, mm-hmm. and since it's not up to A, we're going to come back. I don't know how, how you would go about in addressing and fixing Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So really for us, we are a massively data-driven company, um, especially going on my background at Georgia Tech. I love numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So I love it when I see metrics and graphs and things like that. That's where all the good juice is, right? So what we do is we set up our clients with a monitoring system. So all of our clients, no matter what system they have, they're able to monitor their production. Most of the time, they're also able on whatever platform they're using to see what their consumption is. They can also get that data from their power company as well. So periodically, we'll either request it from the power company or you know, us being the, the company who installed it, we always have access to seeing the metrics of what their system is producing. So it's as simple for me as just opening up an app and taking a look at it and making sure that what I know in my brain, it was producing on day one. Is it producing that on day 30, day 60, day 90, so on and so forth. Um, so if we ever do have, you know, a service call or any type of concern, we pop in the app, we take a look at it and we say, Hmm, when did this start? If it started 10 days ago, okay, let's see what happened 10 days ago. Um, you know, every now and then we'll see a difference in their usage, kind of creating a, a different offset than what we might've expected. And we'll call them and be like, Hey, you know, is everything looking good? What's your experience like? And they're like, Oh, our kid's back from college. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, something like that. Yeah. That makes a difference. Um, you know, leaving lights on the whole nine yards. So that's kind of the level of, of, um, monitoring that we have. And we have crews on standby. Um, we actually train all of our crews in house and we are the only company to date that I have found that does that truly. Um, and so that's one of our, our main factors is once our lead installer has his hands on the job site, you know, nine times out of 10, our, our jobs are kind of in the same area. So they'll just drive by, take a look at it. And, you know, we're really lucky to have a team that shares our vision and kind of treats every single client as if it was their own. So that's kind of the level of uh, monitoring that we have. Um, and it kind of, you know, helps in terms of the warranty period. As a supplier, we're, we're happy to say that we can honor the warranties of our manufacturers. So things like solar panels, industry standard, good, good rating will last you at least 25 years. Um, inverters, typically the warranty on those are about 10. Um, and anything like batteries, typically industry standard is about 10. But we actually were one of the first companies in Georgia and really in the country to partner with um, the leading, what I believe is the leading, right? Um, battery technology from Franklin Whole Home is um, the company name. And they have a leading warranty on their battery of, I believe it's 12 years. So absolutely fantastic technology that we have our hands on. And you know, because we know that the labor is done properly and it's done right, we absolutely stand by those warranties. So for our listeners who want to learn either a little more secret as to how they can raise powerful daughters <laughs> right. or, or get, get, get into the hooked up with the Amyette family uh, yes. uh, of solar panel energy and knowledge, how can uh, they best find you? Absolutely. So you can find me in a number of different ways. Our website actually has a new blog. So that's a great idea for my mom to post a blog about as well. All right. um, our website is infiniteenergyadvisors.com. 
Um, same for our LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and then my personal LinkedIn. I love connecting with people. Um, it's just my first name and my last name. So Olivia Amiette. Great. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Appreciate so, that. Speaking of numbers, we have an accountant by the name of Gary Macy from Macy & Company. Welcome to the show, Gary. Hi, thank you very much. It's, it's great to be here. This was an inspiring story. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, now you've got to follow that. Yeah, this, is a, this is a hard act to follow. <laughs> so can I share your origin story? What got you into sure. accounting and, and deciding to break off uh, into your own? What a, what a great question. So um, I think that my story is a little bit inspiring also. So uh, uh, basically the way it began is I, I finished grad school and started working for the largest global CPA firms and did that for many years. And I was an employee of basically corporate America, mm-hmm. working for large companies. Uh, and then along the way, I made a self-realization that I could be an entrepreneur also. And that was a life-changing realization to me. When, when I moved to Atlanta and I started to meet other entrepreneurs, and I realized that I had the capabilities of being an entrepreneur also. Mm-hmm. And what I found is that being an entrepreneur involves sales, <laughs> and it's highly creative. And that, that tied into my personal history of being interested in reading and creative arts and those those type of things. So I started doing it and I started selling and, and selling myself. Mm-hmm. And it became successful. And I started my own CPA firm here wow. in Atlanta. And it's been about 12 years that I've had my own firm. And first I started it as a side gig. And then from the side gig, meaning I worked on it in the in, in the evenings mm-hmm. as a as a as a as a part time venture, and it it got bigger and bigger, and then eventually became full time, and now we have about twelve employees. So it's it's amazing, and it's 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 inspiring hearing stories about families, because indeed those are the kind of people's those, those are the kind of people who are clients of of Massey and Company CPA. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's basically families who started in a variety of ways. Many of them started as having side side gigs and uh, taking it full-time. And that's what I do. Those are most of my clients. And I find them inspirational. And uh, this and, and, and hearing the story today has been, has been a real inspiration too. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. Awesome. So those couple of years back, was it a, one major event or was this kind of a slow trickle because you're in, in this environment here in Atlanta that you kind of say, yeah, maybe I could do this too. Like, can you remember what it was, was that got that thought? There was something about Atlanta. I, I came originally from other, other cities. And uh, while I was in those other cities, everybody that I knew was an employee of some kind of a company. Mm. But when I came to Atlanta, I started to meet people who are also entrepreneurs. I, I'm not sure what it is, but uh, everybody who I knew here in Atlanta, or many of the people I knew here in Atlanta were were entrepreneurs, and I sort of realized, you know, hey, I I can do this too, mm-hmm. and uh, and it and it and it took off, and we've had significant growth, and it's getting bigger and bigger, and we, sales have been growing significantly, and I'm really very very proud of that. Great. Well, you mentioned about uh, most people when they think about an account that they don't usually associate with sales and being out there and extrovert yeah. <laughs> and, right. and being so creative. That, so that's absolutely yeah. true. So mm-hmm. most accountants, most CPAs are kind of introverted and shy people. So the sales that I do are, are not about that. It's about offering opportunities to people. And it's very much about offering opportunities for people to start their own businesses. 
And like I said before, those are most of my clients. They're people who started businesses, mm. people who want to take that risk, move out of corporate America and, and start their own thing, which is the way of building their own family wealth. And uh, that to me is exciting Mm-hmm. because I can be very impactful upon them. I can teach them about the basics of, of running a business. For example, somebody called me today uh, who is, uh, this is a person who works in corporate America and she wants to start, she wants to start her own side gig. Mm-hmm. And eventually she wants it to replace her career. And she was asking me just basic questions. And we talked about the, the fundamentals of, of starting your own business. And that's exciting. That that's, that's not, boring numbers. That's, you know, being very, very impactful. And what I told her is that, yes, she can really do it. She is, so long as she has that enthusiasm, so long as she has the, the drive and the creativity to start a business, she can do it. Mm-hmm. Accounting and taxes are a, are a method to get to that goal. Mm-hmm. You have to learn accounting and taxes. So you stay out of tax trouble. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. ensure that your business is, is being profitable so that you have the right records to make sure that everything is going well. But, but with that, you can use these, these different tools, these, these business tools, so as to grow that, that family business. It almost sounds like you're more of a business coach than just a plain accountant. Well, coaching to me sounds a little bit, um, like a little bit vague. Uh-huh. Um, our, our work is very, very specific mm-hmm. because we deal primarily with with tax issues, which is very specific. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, in order to achieve those tax and accounting goals, we we do speak about the the business fundamentals that people are are required to do so that they can reach the goals. For example, like I I spoke with this individual today, if you start a business, you have to open up a business bank account, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. she, she didn't realize. So, you know, she's a highly intelligent person. But she doesn't have a business bank account, so that's like a fundamental thing that the that that she's going to learn from having a CPA relationship, and so those are the things that we focus on: is that kind of uh, teaching fundamentals and and keeping it going, and learning what to do so that they stay out of tax trouble. There are many many people in the United States who, who are in tax trouble. The last number I heard was like there are 13 million people wow. who are the IRS collection inventory, which means that that those 13 million people are currently being chased by by the IRS to pay back taxes. Oh. So one of one of the pillars of of, of our firm at Massey and Company CPA is to assist those people to either stay out of tax trouble first of all, or if they're in tax trouble, how to get out of it. Wow. So that's a big part of of what what our firm does. So since you, you've gone through that journey yourself in terms of going from corporate and, and opening your own or initially side gig and into your full own practice, and now it sounds like you're working with a lot of others who are kind of going down or venturing that same journey. And one little tidbit of advice is of being a very intelligent woman, but she didn't realize that, oh, I need to have a separate <laughs> corporate <laughs> business bank account. Right. So that's like number one. What would be, I guess, the top other four things for our listeners that are listening in, thinking, yeah, they want to take that same journey as well. About starting a business. About starting the business sure. that they should also implement. Sure, that's a great question. And in fact, that's what I discussed today with, with this individual. So one of the things you have to do, like I said, you have to open up a business bank account. Another thing is you have, you have to have some kind of a business entity. 
So there are LLCs, there are S-corporations, partnerships, corporations. There there are a variety of different business types. The most common today is the limited liability company or or the LLC. And that's a great way to begin. That's easy and cheap. And it gives you the benefit of limiting liability, which means if somebody were to sue you, then they can't go after all of your other assets. So the LLC is what we talk about a lot. And then that sort of develops into tax planning, which is another big part of, of our role as, as, a, uh, as, a, as, as, a, as a CPA firm geared towards family businesses. We, we do tax planning. So once you start off as an LLC, there are different kinds of planning techniques where you may want to consider something else which would save you taxes. Uh, on, the, on, the, on the tax planning side, we have to mention energy credits. So I'm so glad you're mentioning yeah, that. <laughs> so, en- so energy credits are an example of tax planning. Mm-hmm. So uh, Olivia and I could <laughs> yep. and should work together yes. on, on developing an approach right. towards educating the public about energy tax credits that would yes. help the both of us and it would help our clients. hundred percent, which is what it's all about. <laughs> yep. It's about helping the firm, helping the company, and helping the clients. And all of us work together. And that, to me, is very inspirational. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, were also, you, you asked me for some other things about starting, starting a family yeah. business. So we talked about a bank account. We talked about an entity. Another thing is you have to keep business records. Many, many people do not have business records. And you can't do a tax return if you don't have any business records. So you have to have something, whether it's a spreadsheet or whether it's QuickBooks, something. And that that that's called accounting or bookkeeping, mm-hmm. if you like those 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 kind of maybe somewhat technical words. But you can't do a tax return, which is what everybody's worried about. That's the most important thing: are taxes. People don't want to get in trouble with the IRS or with the State Department of Revenue. So, in order to be able to achieve the filing of those taxes and staying out of tax trouble, you have to have some bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. You could do it yourself using a spreadsheet, or you could use a software such as QuickBooks, which most of my clients use, but you have to have something. And then there are just some non-accounting business ideas that are so important. And probably number one is, is being a salesman, selling, speaking about what you do, sales and marketing. And that does not have to be painful. I am, I'm a CPA, which, you know, some people might, might think is kind of boring, but, uh, (laughs) You can talk about what you do, and especially if you talk about it in terms of helping people, which is what we've been doing today. Mm-hmm. If you can talk about helping people, and if you believe it in your heart that you're really helping, helping families, helping them accumulate wealth, helping them be entrepreneurs, it's an easy sell. Mm-hmm. Well, then looking back in terms of as you're kind of going through this journey what was i guess i mean for the numbers and it sounds like on the sales side it was kind of almost natural for you what was something that you found more challenging as you were going through that the hardest part about running a business is pricing mm. i found that to be very very difficult and it, it continues to be difficult mm. how do you know how much to charge people and there are different techniques of charging you can charge by the hour uh you could charge you could do Something very, very popular now within the accounting profession is called value pricing, mm-hmm. where you price based according to what it's worth, or you could charge by the hour. There, there, there are different ways of doing it, but pricing is is an art and it is difficult to do. Do you find that as kind of 
something that is more challenging as a business is just starting, or is it just going to be a continuous challenge? Whether I think it's, it's always it's it's always difficult to figure out what to price, what to price fairly, what is the right price. Mm-hmm. And what I've heard is that if you price if you, if you set a price and everybody accepts it, then it's probably too low. <laughs> so you should start increasing prices a little bit right. until you get to the point where you start getting pushback. And maybe that's where you stop. It's a good mm-hmm. strategy. <laughs> yes. But it's it's a difficult thing to do. You, you have to know your own worth also. Mm-hmm. So is that something that you also have a conversation with uh, with your clients? Or, or is it or are you more no, focused? I, I think that I think learning your own worth is something that you realize over time. You 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 start to understand what the value of your time is, mm-hmm. what you need to support your family, and understanding the impact that your services or your product has upon your clients and customers. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit about value. Yeah. Well, we can definitely be have like a whole master class session on, on just the pricing and value. Yes. So that kind of bring us back into the world of taxes. Now, you mentioned a little bit about tax planning. Now, yes. Are we looking specifically just on the personal side, potentially uh, on a state or succession side, or are we looking more on the business side or yes to all of the above? The greatest opportunity for tax planning is for people who own a business. And just as an example, I was speaking the other day with a guy. He's a high net worth individual. He's an employee of a, of a well-known company. He makes a very nice W-2 salary, but he's looking for opportunities to save on taxes. There are a few opportunities that financial planners can bring to the table about maxing out retirement plans and so on. Mm-hmm. But the real opportunities are in having some kind of a business. Mm-hmm. So if you have a side gig of some kind, even if you're an employee of, of a good company, even if even if you're a if you're a professional such as a physician or or an attorney, you can still have a side gig. And what it might be is say real estate to own to own real estate rental properties. Mm-hmm. Once you start doing that, that's where the opportunities come in to save on taxes, and that's where we can be more creative. But I feel that it is part of my responsibility as a CPA to bring up throughout the year different tax planning ideas, to be creative, to be always thinking, because that's that is the true value. People don't care. People for sure do not care about accounting. <laughs> for sure, nobody ever ever said thank you to me about reconciling. <laughs> you mean people don't call you at like no, in the middle of the night and say, never. "Hey, great, that bookkeeping thing no, was on point." Never. They, they do appreciate tax returns being filed on time. Okay. That because why? Because they're afraid of the IRS. Yep. But where you create the real value is on planning. Mm-hmm. And we were speaking like when we talked about solar panels and about tax credits. If you tell to somebody, you know, you can do something in a certain way and it's it's going to reduce your overall tax burden, that's when they really, really appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And so somebody who's an employee. Like I said, one of the greatest things that that person can do is to have a side gig of some kind because that will cut your overall tax burden. Mm -hmm. So real estate is a great example. There are all kinds of things. Once you start doing a side gig, you can be creative about retirement planning. You can deduct your car. You can deduct your telephone, your cell phone, your home office. There's so much. Mm -hmm. That's where the opportunities are. So to me, the, the greatest benefit that I can bring to the public is keeping them out of trouble which means making sure that they file their returns and they, and they file good, correct returns mm-hmm. that they have 
the accounting records in place in order to prepare those tax returns. And then if, if they are in trouble, get them out of trouble with the IRS. We, we do what's called representation. We represent people who are in trouble with the IRS or with the State Department of Revenue. Or if, if, if God forbid, people haven't been submitting sales taxes, oh. which is a huge problem. Okay, we can get them out of, out of that kind of trouble by representing them. But it's the tax planning where there's a real impact and you can change people's lives. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned with the term psychic. Now, now it's kind of, I guess, uh, for, for younger listeners or what we call it the Zoomers, not even the millennials, where the, the whole <laughs> right. term psychic is now it, it, kind of a hot trend on social media. And you were there before it even became big. So, for, so the question here would be for those who are either on the fence or hopping onto, I wouldn't call it psychic bandwagon, but rather growth for themselves, finding better opportunity for themselves. From where you started to fast forward to today, how has kind of, I guess, the tax opportunity changed? Has it been for better? Has, has the tax code kind of kept up uh, in, in, in terms of the growth of the side gig uh, field or industry, if that's the right term? Well, the, the IRS and the states continue to be aggressive. States in particular are very aggressive, uh, particularly about sales taxes. Mm-hmm. So say you get involved, say, say you have a side gig where you're selling on Amazon or selling on eBay, you could trigger all kinds of sales taxes and it, it could become very, very expensive. So, so, so the government continues to be assertive and to be aggressive going after people. Uh-huh. So that's, that continues on into the future. Uh, I mean, personally, what I have found to be the most impactful since when, when I started working, that was before the internet, believe it or not, <laughs> I, I've, well. I've, I've been a CPA for a little over 30 years. So that was before the, the internet. Okay, we used to use fax machines and those those kind of things. But uh, what has changed so much and what has changed for me personally is the internet because with the internet, you can now work at home. You can have a home-based business and the, and the, and the, and the cost of a home-based business is not all that much. Mm-hmm. You have to have a computer and you have to have internet access. And from that, the world is open to you and you can start that that side gig. You can start a family business and be very successful with that. So that, to me, made it possible to start the business. If, if I had wanted to be a CPA 25 years ago, it would have been so much more complicated. I would have had to rent an office mm-hmm. and have a have a secretary and buy fax machines and do and and drive to the office. You know, there's so much involved in that, and it's very very expensive. But now you can work at home. And you can do so much, and you can do that that family based that 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 family based home based business, mm-hmm. and you can teach your kids yep. about how to be an entrepreneur. Absolutely, and that's so powerful. Mm-hmm. So that, that is part of the the personal goal that I have in doing accounting. It's not just not just crunching numbers, but it's being impactful to families in this way. Mm-hmm. And you touch a little bit with the sales tax and some of the question I was kind of leading was trying to understand some new changes, I believe, in terms of the taxes where people are keeping track of uh, either the sales tax or I think it was something changes I read about $600 or whatever in, in these Venmo or exchanges in terms of these well, cycles. Like the, the, the Venmo issue that I think you're talking about relates to 1099s. Mm. There are 1099 obligations, but the, what's what's really getting people is that sales tax issue. Okay. If you're selling out of state, 
if you're doing internet sales, like say, for example, if, if, if you were selling um, uh, solar panels mm-hmm. and that, that may, I'm not sure if you guys sell solar panels. <laughs> yeah, we do, we do. If you sold solar panels out of state, you need to look to see if this is a sales tax obligation. Oh yeah. And yeah. every state is different. That's the key thing you have to know. Mm-hmm. There are 50 states and every state has different laws about sales tax. So you have to know where are you shipping mm-hmm. under what circumstances? Do you have any property in those other states? But those are the kind of things you need to worry about. And so why, do you, why, why do you have to worry about it? The whole idea is to stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to do. You want to stay out of trouble. So you have the confidence that you can go to bed at night and not worry about your business. Mm-hmm. And then with that, with that strength, you can grow that family business. And you can make something for yourself and, and for your children. And you can teach them everything that Carmen has done here. You know, te- <laughs> th- These are all the things that, that are important. That's, that's the mission that I have mm-hmm. for Massey and Company CPA. So for our listeners who want to tap into the creative side of accounting, someone who can keep them out of trouble and keep them in line, whether it is on the sales tax side of things or help someone that is like on the fence or dipping their toe into the psychic and kind of wanting to continue down and follow a similar journey that you took on, how can our listeners best find you? Sure. So first of all, they're welcome to call the firm. The number in our office is 678 235 5460. In addition, I encourage them to visit our our website, which is MasseyandCompanyCPA.com, and is spelled out, A-N-D, MasseyandCompanyCPA.com. And uh, on that website, we have, we, have, we have blogs. And by the way, blogs, I think, are, ve- are very important, and it's not something that we've spoken about yet, mm-hmm. but blogs are a great way to tell the world what you do. And if uh, Olivia and Carmen would ever like to write a blog on our on our site about solar panels, it'd be happy to have you be a be a be a guest uh, guest poster. But there's so much to do. So on that website, you can visit, you can see our blog, and I also want to point out our five star reviews. We have, I think, I think we're just about number one or number two in the city of Atlanta in terms of the number of five star reviews. So I'm very, very proud of that. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, thank you. That's one of my biggest accomplishments. Yes. Yes. Thank you. That's, that's on our website too. You you can take a look. (laughs) So now you've heard it from our two guests in terms of their journey, what makes them a little unique. So in our section of kind of bringing them or tying up, uh, their perspective is, uh, especially from, from their background and how they got into the business. Uh, two questions I would like to kind of close out the show, bringing them back uh, later on, is the first question is, through your journey, what was something that was very challenging that you would have liked to know before arriving to that challenge? Like, you hit on some things, like, oh, now that you've solved it, you would have liked to know the situation so you would have prevented that. So that's number one. So that the reason why I asked that question is for our listeners coming in new, thinking, okay, these people are, are brave. I'm not as brave, so I want to know all the things out there that I could possibly trip up on. So that's the first question. And then the second question is, what keeps you motivated and inspired with your business? So first question, what is something that you tripped on that you would have liked to know beforehand so you could have avoided that pothole and number two is what keeps you inspired and motivated with your business. Now, to give our uh, guests time to think, this is kind of now the legal release uh, portion of the show. So, 
Uh, this portion is sponsored and brought to you yours truly, Anthony Chen with Lighthouse Financial Network. Securities and advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates are a member of FINRA SIPC, RA separately owned and or entities or marketing names, products, or services referenced here or independent of RAA. The main office address here is 575 Broad Hollow Road up in Melville, New York, 11747. You can best reach me at 631 631- Four six five nine zero nine zero. My extension is five zero seven five, or uh, preferably either through LinkedIn, which is just my name, Anthony Chen, uh, along with my email, just my full name, Anthony Chen C H E N. Uh, there's no dot in between. At lfnllc.com. So bringing our guest back. First question was, what was that one pothole that, that you tripped up on, and you would have liked to know? Hey, that pothole was there. And the second was, what keeps you inspired and motivated? Okay. So sales is, is point number one for any entrepreneur. If you can't sell, then you can't do anything. So you have to sell. So what's the best way to sell? There are all kinds of approaches. There's, you know, advertising, there's um, um, sending out newsletters, there's email marketing and so on. I found that the greatest thing that I learned was SEO, search engine optimization, through search engine optimization, I was able to get the word out there about what our CPA firm does, that we're a tax family, that, that, we, that, that, that we're out there to help business owners grow their business. So it was through search engine optimization. And one of the tools that has helped so much in search, en- search engine optimization is doing blogging. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would encourage people to consider that. Yeah. SEO and blogging. And the second, what keeps you inspired and motivated? Oh, it's clear. It's those those people who call up, starting a business, looking to get out of that nine to five job, looking to get out of a W two job, and saying, "What can I do?" And I am there to help them do that. Well, thank you. That's Please. amazing. Great answers, right? Hard to follow up on that. Um, so I would say the biggest pothole that I actually have two that that I can come up with just right off the bat is exactly what he was describing he does for a living, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I wish I had emphasized or really understood the importance and really the existence of tax planning. You know, from my perspective, I always thought, you file your taxes, and that's it. End of story. You know, you made this, you didn't make this, you pay this, you didn't pay that. And I never really realized how pivotal having a CPA in your corner that you can just dial up and say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this, is it kosher? Like, what do we do? Um, that's huge. So that service that you're providing is definitely something I wish I would have been able to find on day one of my business. That would have helped a lot. There was a lot of trials and tribulations and, you know, figuring out ways to do things. Um, and you know, it's, it's always better to go in a straight path instead of the curvy road. Right. Um, so that's number one. I think number two is a close second, um, finding one or even two, business bankers who really understand the vision. And this is some advice that I got from you and also from um, a colleague that that you had introduced me to, but understanding how banks can actually be there to work for you and with you is huge. You know, I always thought that banks were just somewhere that you store your money and that's kind of the end of it. Mm -hmm. Maybe order some checks through or something like that. (laughs) Um, Occasionally make the deposits, right? But, you know, that was one of the things that throughout this whole entrepreneurial entrepreneurial journey, um, I really discovered the power of having a banker in your corner of somebody saying like, Hey, if you're wanting to do this, why don't we move this into this account? You know, little things like that, that are huge. Um, 
and similar to, to his answer, really the main motivating factor that keeps me going is our clients being able to see the effect that we have um, both directly. I think a lot of people like to laugh at my generation for wanting that immediate gratification, but it is nice to have, you know, when you can see your product immediately pay off. Um, but kind of on a more, I guess you can call it an old school approach. Um, I like being able to know that we are kind of at, at, you know, ahead of the curve. We are contributing with every system to a more sustainable future, a greener future, you know, less burden on our grid, something to kind of have that legacy, which is really what, you know, in my perspective, I started the business on is the legacy of my grandfather and keeping that alive. And now I feel like, you know, with every single system that we have, eventually a system that I'm going to do is going to outlive me. Right. So that's going to be nice to be able to have. And, you know, maybe in the future, if we have any kids or somebody else who has, has the business, they'll be able to take that on and continue on. Thank you. Now from mother's perspective, well, I have to piggyback off of Olivia and I, I, I must say what I wish that I would have thought about prior to opening the business is getting things such as QuickBooks because I'm old school. So I'm over here writing things down in notebooks going, (laughs) okay, this is what we spent today. This is what we need to spend tomorrow. And it catches up to you at the end of the month, at the end of six months, you're going, wait a minute, there's so many things here. Let's go back. So if I would have known that at the beginning and said, let's start, let's open that up. Let's Mm -hmm. get on the program at the beginning, things would have run a little smoother for me, but I'm not as young as they are. Olivia's <laughs> like, oh, I've got this. It's here. It's there. Not for me. So that's one of my things that I wish I would have done for myself in terms of the business. And I think that, you know, everyone should get a CPA that can advise them on things of that nature from the beginning so they don't have to worry and scramble at the last minute and go, oh, wait a minute, I forgot to bookkeep this on month number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that I, love the most is that, yes, this is a business. It's a family business. You want to start it. You want to keep the relations with your customers and grow from there and, and pass something along, like Olivia said, to future generations. And this is a planet we're all living on. We want to have it, you know, here for our kids and our children's children. So, you know, here we are trying to make the best of it and hope for, you know, the future for the next generation. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, well, thank yeah, you for thank having you. us. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. Now, to kind of close out the show, we have a little segment called uh, Anthony's Financial Take. Uh, you've heard here from our guests all talking very much in depth of their passion and what it means in kind of stealing the word uh, legacy. So in the financial world, we talk a lot about growth of wealth, preservation of wealth. And rather than kind of getting into the nitty-gritty details of tax planning, financial planning, I think the the, the most important Thing that parents and grandparents can do if the number one concern is passing wealth or preservation of wealth is passing on that work ethic, the savings mindset, or the entrepreneurship drive. That is the actual generator of wealth and growth from generation to generation. I mean, I would like to think I'm good, but I'm not that good to be able to, <laughs> to pass on that kind of uh, work ethic and that mindset and those values. That's, that's more of the heavy lifting on the parent's side and grandparent's side of things. And that's a little bit of Anthony's Financial Take. Thank you for listening in to Family Business Radio.